millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. To date, 21 people have contacted me and Karen. I'm saying as a direct result of what we do on social media and Little Red's legacy and Sean's story, that their life or a loved one's life has been saved. Which is incredible. Our son's not going to die in vain. This week on Grief Encounters, we were joined by Joe Hughes and Karen Phoenix, and it was a really beautiful conversation about their son, Sean, also known as Lil Red. Sean passed away not so long ago in 2018 from sepsis, and I don't think we know an awful lot about what sepsis is, but 3,000 people in Ireland die every year from this. Joe and Karen tell us all about what happened to their son, who he was, and of course, a very important mission to them, which is to talk about what sepsis is, the signs of it, and to prevent deaths that could occur from this they both love their son so much um, and it's so clear from this conversation and they're doing such great work to help save other families from this. Yeah, it was an honour to be able to talk to them. First of all, thank you for joining us today. Thank you both for being here. Above all else, I'm so sorry that you lost your son. That is... um, an unimaginable thing for most people. Can you start by telling us who about who he was? Because he was certainly a very um, memorable and exciting person from from everything I have read about him. Can you tell us a little bit about Sean? There wouldn't be enough hours in the day to tell you, give you a good uh, description of Sean's character. People have called him their role model. Mm. At 15, 16 years of age, people are calling him their role model. Um, he was always quick to help other people. Like most teenage kids, he tried all sports, he tried Gaelic, boxing, he was good at the boxing, soccer, he tried everything. But music and rapping was his forte. And he was really good at it. This was something that he really, really loved and stood out for so much for doing. Yeah, no matter what he doing, he always stood out in the crowd. But Sean's rap name was uh, Little Red because of the colour of his hair. Um, and he, he always kept his lyrics real, you know, he didn't have to talk about, you know anti-social behaviour or any drugs or misuse or anything like that if you listen to Sean's songs it reflects his character his personality his life one of the the lyrics of on one of Sean's songs is education dedication non-discrimination that's how we change the nation mm. Bono would be proud of coming <laughs> yes, up with something like that the God kid Sean he wasn't too fond of going to school but when he was there and he was with his mates he brightened up their day he, he got on great with his sister Zoe He's a great character to have in the family. You know, he, he would always, 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 every day, he'd wrap his hands around, his arms around his mother and his mum, Karen, and say how much he loved her. 
and get, he was a great man for a good handshake and look in the eye and say, have a good day, Dad. And he was a, a one in a million. And I'm not just saying that because he's our son. He left an impression on everybody. Uh, we're from Finglas. Everybody in Finglas knows Little Red, knows Sean. Now everybody in Ireland knows him. Yeah. True. The Little Red's legacy steps his awareness campaign. And what does it mean now that you have his music? That not everyone has something that they can listen to again, that they can look back on and maybe hear different things that they wouldn't have noticed before or th they take on a new meaning. I mean, what does it mean to have the work he created now you have it to forever? Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know, to be able to still hear his voice. Yeah. We have that luxury that other parents might not have that, that, that lose a loved one. We have his voice, you know, we have his laugh recorded. You know, you, you looking back and listening to some of Sean's lyrics, like, um, I'm not going to stop till I reach the top. Sean wrote and released all his own music, and he came out with a, a CD. It was called Rising Up. And looking back now, in hindsight, Rising Up is what he done in the end. Mm. All he wanted to do, like, a song is called My Dream, and his dream was becoming a recognised rap artist. He sang about one of his idols, a Dublin rapper called Deanie. Deanie's involved with us now and he's promoting all Sean's songs, he's doing everything he can, all the events that we're holding. Sean mentioned Deanie in one of his songs and Deanie is, is so proud of that, you know. Oh, wow. Did they get to meet? They never no, met, no, they never met. And how bittersweet that something like this, this person would be in your lives then yeah. afterwards. So probably something you couldn't have imagined. That's a word we're hearing a lot now, bittersweet, you know. Yeah. Um, it's something that, you know, what happened should have never happened. But it's Little Red's legacy. And the legacy is what's left behind for other people to benefit from future generations. You know, the people had to listen to Sean's songs from outside the church because the church was so packed. They couldn't get in, yeah. No other artist mm. would have got that opportunity, that privilege. Yeah. And well, that he, says so much yeah. about him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and th that day for so many families is, the, is, is, is a blur and it's so hard to even imagine ever even being in that situation. Yeah. Um, but when there's that many people that yeah. recognise how important oh, we your child was, believe it. Yeah. Yeah, that had to be an we, overwhelming... We knew he was popular, but <laughs> on that scale when we walked yeah. in, like, whoa. You what know? was he like as a little boy? Uh, he was always the same. Character. Yeah. Smiling. Yeah. Every photograph we have, he's smiling. <laughs> Where do you think that happiness came from? Was it just part of who he, who he just, was? Well, we're hoping me and Joe gave it to him, you know, the yeah. way that, and his sister as well, you yeah. know, I mean, they, they had their arguments and yeah. both they loved each other, you know, yeah. as brothers and sisters do. But um, no, he was a really happy kid, mm. really was now. Always, yeah. and people used to comment on it all the time and he'd be polite to people mm. and he'd be five and six and Oh. Saying hey to people all the time and he'd mop a red curly hair <laughs> when he was smaller, you know. Everyone must have stopped you. Yeah, yeah. he did, yeah. <laughs> and he'd rosy cheeks then mm. as well. So he really did stand out, yeah. you know. But as Joe said, he really made an impression on people. People yeah. just remembered him. And what a testament, as a mother myself, I know when someone says, that, that child's very happy. There's probably nothing more a warm feeling in your heart yeah. that you somehow managed to achieve yeah, such course, a thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. And yeah. around the time of Sean's funeral, people in the neighbourhood have, have been approaching us and it's jaw-dropping and gobsmacking some of the things they've said, you know, like a lady in the neighbourhood said that if Sean be with his friends, he, he'd, he'd get off his bike and he'd go and help her with her messages, you know, help her with her heavy bags. Mm -hmm. Another young man contacted me and said that only for your son, I'd be dead now. I said, what do you mean? He said, I was going to take me life. And Sean talked to me and spoke me out. And Sean never came home and mentioned that to us. <sighs> never told us that. 
you know, as I said earlier, people call him the, the role model. Mm. And there was a guy that works in the local supermarket and he knocked at my door and he was very, very upset. An African guy. And he said, your son, and when he said that, I thought he was going to give out about Sean. Mm. He said, your son really made me feel humble because the way he spoke to me when he was with all his friends is the same way he spoke to me when he was on his own. With respect. respect. Yeah. That's... You know. And that is such an incredible thing that not everyone has and it's taken for granted that not that everyone has it. That's it, yeah. You know, like people assume maybe, but no, not everyone does have that and it's such a, a remarkable trait in a person and we should all have it. Yeah. It is very important, the work that you guys are doing to, to talk about what happened because Sean was not feeling well and it's probably a good way to describe it in that he wasn't severely sick, he just wasn't feeling, yeah. he wasn't feeling his best and you thought yeah. that he had a chest infection, was that it? It was on the 8th of January 2018, Sean came home from school and he said, I feel like um, I'm getting the flu, mm. flu-like symptoms yeah. coming on. Well, I said, okay, I said, you're off tomorrow, have a rest. I think I gave him a Lemsip that evening yeah. and as you do and... Tuesday then I heard him laughing and joking I said ah, he must be okay FaceTiming somebody he was and you know I need mm. a real, Sean had a real hearty laugh yeah. you'd hear him all over the house you know and Tuesday evening then he said to his sisters oh we that he said I don't feel 100% he said I know there's something there so by the Wednesday morning then he said I absolutely feel rotten mm. so I said okay I'll make an appointment with the GP I got an appointment about 11 that morning then and by this stage, he was really, he wasn't even talking. And the only time Sean was quiet when he was asleep. <laughs> yeah. You know that way? So you knew something. I knew, yeah. yeah wrong, and yeah. I knew he was sick. Yeah. So his GP gave him, uh, she said he had a bad influenza, a chest infection, high fever. And I'm going to give you an antibiotic in case it progresses to pneumonia. Now we know now that Sean had pneumonia, mm. severe pneumonia. Um. Joe brought John home. I got his antibiotic, and by Wednesday evening he was very irritable, and he was, you know, normally when Sean get the antibiotic, I gave him the antibiotic straight away. Okay, yeah. Normally when I know it takes a couple of days to mm. kind of kick in, but just by the Thursday then he was deteriorating. I was saying he should be getting better. Yeah. You know, so very irritable, couldn't sleep, saying just do my head in, and you yeah. know, and towards the evening then. Sean and myself were sitting on the sofa and we were watching TV and he just stopped talking and I said that's weird I said because he hasn't been sleeping so yeah you know yeah, he's I knew something wrong asleep, yeah. yeah Um, he stopped breathing so I called for Joe and Joe gave him CPR how and impossibly difficult to be it's it's probably I don't know if it does feel this way, but that thank you were both there, yeah. You know that you were both with him, but at the same time, it's like the most impossible thing to imagine being there and trying to, to help save his life. How do the memories feel now when you think about them? It's like when people say, they have an outer body experience. Yeah. I think that describes it best. Mm. You're looking at something that you can't control, mm. you know, and you're trying your best and you can't, yeah. you know. Because your life is changing right before yeah. your very eyes yeah. and you're trying to come to grips with everything as yeah. it's happening. Yeah. He was taken to hospital, I imagine. And at what point did they know what it was actually going on? When Sean got in about 20 past 12 into Temple Street Hospital and we were brought into a little room 
of course and kept coming in and out mm. what happened what happened was, look he was down his GP and yeah. Joe kept saying look just go in and try and do your best for him and they didn't even know what they were looking at yeah. and then they were saying because of lack of oxygen then there's catastrophic injury done to the brain and um, be only a matter of time and call family up and um, it was about half six then Friday the 12th of January Sean passed away mm. It was only two weeks after that then, we found out that Sean had died of sepsis. If you're looking for a safe haven to express how you feel, share articles, photos, and memories of your loved ones, join the Grief Encounters Facebook group, a place for support, compassion, and empathy for those grieving. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 3,000 people, I read that, that 3,000 people a year. 3,000 people a year. Die of this, and they aren't able to identify, they that, weren't able to identify it early. Ha, like that's what? an average of eight deaths a day from sepsis. When, when, when Sean passed away from sepsis, and when we were told it was sepsis, like anybody, most people, we, we, we hit the, 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 the internet, trying to find yeah, out. what is this, yeah. yeah. Um, we found very very little on the HSE website and anything that was there was over complicated it wasn't geared to normal people so we reached out and we got the, the UK the, and the US websites and we gathered the data then that there was 15,000 reported cases a year wow. that's only what's reported a lot go unreported yeah, so well there, there would be much higher that's 3,000 deaths a year Of that's an average of 8 deaths per day we've been a thorn in the soil for the Minister of Health and the HSE, we've asked them where the National Sepsis Awareness Campaign. Mm-hmm. I was told over the phone that we don't have money in the 2019 budget for a campaign. But we're hoping to have it in the 2020 budget. I said, that's great. Mm-hmm. I said, but you're doing all 3,000 people a year doing this. So another 3,000 people yeah. are going to die. And on the other side of the voices, you don't have money in the 2019 budget. Where is it in the 2018, 2017? Where is the previous stuff? Well, we do have it. I said, well, can you send it out to me? Because we can't access it. It was, re- it was geared towards healthcare professionals. Normal people could not understand it. There was nothing in any of our doctors, in any doctors no. or mm-hmm. GP no surgeries, way. any any uh, A&E. 
because we, we, we searched. You know, we've talked a lot about this. I think when it comes to you're at the worst time in your entire life and then you're be, you're reading something that makes no sense yeah, whatsoever. And you're trying to interpret it and it's vital that you interpret it and you understand yeah. it. And yet we have to do so much work on how we deliver this information to people, real people, not healthcare professionals, because that's fine and good. They've gone to school to understand these things better. But yeah. we're the people who are losing our loved ones. Yeah. yeah. So through more of the, the research we found then. We went in and we met we met a guy in the Royal College of Surgeons and he put us on to some other information but you know there was a there was a poll, there was a study done and that it, like only twenty eight percent of the Irish public have an have an understanding of what sepsis is. I'd like to know what percentage of that twenty eight percent is actually healthcare professionals. Mm. So the general public it would be lower. Yeah. Yeah. This is why then we came out. We we went online. That's the all we have available to us is is, is social media. It can be bad for some things, but it was good for, for our campaign. And we started the Little Red's Legacy Sepsis Awareness Campaign. And in the meantime, we were still a thorn in the side for the HSE. We still sent emails to Simon Harris. We had a meeting with Simon Harris. <coughs> we went in to Dalairn, was it, Karen? Yeah, Leinster House. Leinster yeah. House, sorry. And five minutes before we were to meet him, his wife went into labour. And he went and he del- delivered, he had his own child. The best of luck to them. But he never got back to us to reschedule. So eventually, the HSE have contacted us and they want us to liaise with them in the National Awareness Campaign for Sepsis. We've made a video with them. There's other things on the way. There will be leaflets. There will be stuff going out with the doctor's offices. When, I don't know. If it was to me and Karen, we'd have them there yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Money is not an issue. Look what we've done. and We've no money. We've no funding. We have no PR groups. Mm. We're two concerned parents wanting to save someone else's life. No way is our son going to be another statistic. He's not going to be a number, you know what I mean? To date, 21 people have have contacted me and Karen and saying as a direct result of what we do on social media and Little Red's legacy and Sean's story, that their life or a loved one's life has been saved. Which is incredible. It is incredible. You know, this is exactly what Sean would want. Exactly. Our son's not going to die in vain. No. This takes power. This is this takes a strength inside of yourselves. This is not easy. As someone who um, has not lost a child, so I don't, I, I wouldn't even try to compare. But as who has lost people in, in my life, I felt finding strength very hard at times. I felt at my weakest a lot of the times in grief. Other times I felt empowered to help yeah. other people, but it it was a mix. How did you find that? Um, was it Sean pushing you all yeah. along the way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. We constantly say it to him, you know. We, we say, listen, Shani, come on, get me through today. Get me through this. You know, give us the strength. Because there are times we're running bits. We just we don't want to talk, you know. But we knew we were coming here today and we were delighted to, to get the invitation to come. But we were sitting there this morning having a cup of tea and I don't want to do this. It's hard, yeah. You know, but it's for Sean. Mm. Why, why would we do a sepsis awareness campaign and not do everything that we can about it? Mm. You're all in and you're all out. There's no in between. We did say that, you know, we couldn't see other people, other parents going no. through what we went through, what we are going through, mm. you know. And like that, it's because it's Sean, this is why we're doing it. Mm. You know, as Joe said, he's not going to be another statistic. Oh, he died of sepsis. That's it. You know, here no more. Mm. But I said, no way. 
definitely not. I said he's definitely guiding us. Oh, it sounds it sounds like there's no doubt about that. Have you met any other parents? Has there been any support in terms of people who have been in the position you've been in? There's no support group mm. groups in, in Ireland. Um, it was mentioned for us to, to, to would we be interested in starting one up. We've no interest in that. No, no. There's no even point pretending. No. We've no interest in that. We're supporting each other <coughs> and our daughters, Zoe, and the rest of our family. We're trying to get through our grief without listening to other people's grief and with the greatest respect to other people. Um, even only yesterday we were in Benevon College in Finglas, one of the local schools. We've been at many schools and we give a, we give a talk, we give a, a sepsis awareness presentation mm. and we say to them, we're not here to frighten us, but these are the facts. And that maybe if there was someone standing in front of Sean giving a talk yeah. and he came home and told us, maybe we know what we were looking at. You know, sepsis kills more people in Ireland every year than heart attack. Mm. Kills more people than breast cancer. Kills more people than prostate and colon cancer. And yet we know all about these. You can go into your doctor's office and pick up information yeah, on right these. right there, yeah. But we have to ask why is sepsis such a secret? So let's talk about those facts. This is what we're here to do today is to try and get as much awareness as possible and to remember Sean. But by doing that, we can tell people and we have an audience of people that are listening in terms of the, the most important facts regarding identifying it or what you should look out for what are those some of the information cards that we don't up ourselves you're going to call out some of the signs and symptoms to look out for okay mm-hmm. so shivering fever or feeling very cold extreme pain or a feeling of discomfort pale or discolored skin or mottled skin sleepy Difficult to rouse and feeling confused. A feeling like this is the worst I've ever felt or I feel like I might die. And a shortness of breath. So that just spelled out sepsis there. Mottled skin was one of the things we seen on Sean. And people asked us yesterday, the lads in the school asked us, what is mottled skin? So it looks like marble. You can actually see the, the veins through the skin. It's, it's a kind of a pale blue colour. Yeah. That's one of the big signs and, and the confusion. And then... You know, people have asked me, what is sepsis? So the easiest way I explained to them was that if you have an infection of any kind Mm -hmm. and it's not getting better, it's not clearing up and you feel worse as the days are going on and you start displaying maybe two or three of them signs and symptoms that's on the card, present yourself to Mm A&E and ask them, could it be sepsis? That's the easiest way I can explain. Which brings up something extremely important, which is patient advocacy. So I think a lot of times when we when we go into a GP, we feel they're in control and we're scared and we don't know what to say. And sometimes we, if we feel something or we have a gut instinct that something isn't right, we're afraid to speak up and say, I'm not happy with your answer you've just given me. I think I need to take it another step. We need to work on that. Yeah, that mindset has to stop. And another thing as well, that on the Thursday evening then when Sean was really deteriorating, I had the mother's instinct that something wasn't right. Mm. And what was putting me off was they were telling people to stay away from hospital with flu. Joe was actually told then months later that Sean would have been turned away because he was already on an antibiotic and he had a flu. So that's so, where this sepsis awareness has to come yeah, in. Like this is yeah. where people have to so say. So people really need to be vigilant and adamant. No, I want to be seen because yeah. I'm concerned parent. Yeah. And... That's a kind of a non-negotiable, isn't it? I yeah, mean, at the very, yeah. at the very basic, we're given our instincts for a reason. We're yeah. given, especially as a mother, you're given yeah. this for a reason. You, some part of you says, 
I need to push this or this yeah. isn't right. But I think society really tells us to like dull those senses yeah. and sort of say, no, no, no. Yeah. It's just, you know, even pneumonia is a very serious yeah. place to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things we were told from the Minister for Health and the HSC was that they're doing the all, we're doing all that we can. You know, we 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 are um, bringing out the um, training for the healthcare professionals. That's brilliant. Number one, I don't see it. I don't see it working too well so far. But number two, the parents need this information. Mm. We we keep it within the within the healthcare profession. You know, who who knows their son or daughter better than their own mother? Last year for Sean's anniversary, we we also had a sepsis awareness event in in um, the mansion house. Somebody said recently said that was, and it's only when somebody else says it to you. Joe and Karen, you're the you're the country's leading experts in sepsis awareness. Well, that's not hard because we're the only ones doing it. Yeah. And somebody else said you shouldn't have to do with this. You was a grieving parents, and that's right too. That's an important point here. Like oftentimes the responsibility is put on the people who have been hurt and have lost, rather than the the responsibility being on the people who haven't. Have a duty of care to <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. that it's, and it's our a job. Very yeah. strange thing that we can't that we can't get a hold of, which is the person who is in the position of loss and grief or if they are the oppressed or whatever the situation may be, oftentimes it's their responsibility to fight for these things. Yes. Where does anger come into this? Is it there? There's anger. There, of course there's anger. Of course there is. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it's, of course there is. the anger is more so that Sean's death was so preventable. Yeah. yeah. That's, deaths you know, preventable yeah. Deaths. yeah. And that's, I think that, you know, that is a really important yeah. thing that you're saying. These are preventable deaths and this is the ways you guys are doing the work to show people but that doesn't change the anger that you must feel yeah. that you're in your, you know, yeah. Of course, it's frustrating and, you know, because the people that have a duty of care to the Irish public mm. are not fulfilling their no. roles. No. You know, so that's, as we said, we don't want another family going through mm. what we're going through yeah. because it's absolutely horrendous. Yeah. That grief, you know, this this podcast is, is definitely all about helping people who have lost someone, how to feel probably a little bit more normal in, in their emotions and how hard it is because you're doing public things and yet you, as you said the real the real way that you deal with grief is with each other that sort of family unit has it been hard to be a, on a stage or in a room in front of a lot of people and the grief comes yeah. is there and you have to hide it like sometimes it just hits you bang yeah. and then other times you could be talking and not a bother yeah you know, it it's just so depends. Unpredictable. Yeah, it's yeah. very unpredictable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you talked about Sean, and I, you know, feel free to, if you don't want to answer this question, I totally understand. It's just something that I, I thought was really beautiful that you kind of sound like you talk to him a little bit. Oh yeah, all the time. I, we haven't ever talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. I think a lot of people do talk to the person they've lost. Gosh, I'm hundred percent. Till the day I die, I'll talk to him, and then when I die, I'll, I'll meet him and I'll talk to him more. You know, mm. wrap my hands around him. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Also important to note that there are a few tickets available for the Strictly Handbag event at the Sugar Club on Saturday, September 21st, which is in honor of Venetia's husband, Martin, who was an incredible person. There's going to be many special guests there, Panty Bliss, as well as Tony Walsh, and all funds go to the Martin Thomas Trust in association with Jigsaw. Um, So it's definitely going to be an amazing night and definitely, definitely worth getting tickets for. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.